Well, hello there and welcome to this English lesson where we're going to talk about the environment. It's a big word. It's somewhat hard to say but the environment is basically the natural world around us. Basically, the environment is everything you see when you go outside but it's a little bit more than that because it's the entire planet earth, okay? It's everything that makes up the planet that we all live on. So, the environment is something that we want to take care of. The environment is something that's beautiful to experience. Um sometimes it's just nice to get outside and enjoy the beautiful natural world around us. So, I hope that you enjoy this English lesson about the environment. Before we get started, a few things that I want to say. First of all, welcome to the uh English lesson that's a little bit earlier than normal. As I was explaining once again in the chat, in Canada, we still have daylight savings time. So, last Saturday evening, we moved our clocks ahead. I lost an hour of sleep because we move our clocks ahead in the spring. Uh and so, it's an hour earlier for you but it's the same time for me but if you know what I mean, I still feel like I got up way too early even though here, it's still 7.30 a.m. Um hey, let me do an audio check for a sec once again. So, yes, welcome. For some of you, you needed to come an hour earlier to be at this lesson. So, awesome. For a few people, they might not realize it and hopefully, they don't miss the lesson but that can happen. Um I'm excited to do today's lesson uh mostly because I love talking about the environment. It will be more of an intermediate or advanced lesson. Some of the words, some of the vocabulary might be a little challenging but they are certainly words you will hear in the news a lot when people talk about the environment. Um before we get started, I wanna say hi to Key Park and Madi and Julia Olis and Rod, the Brazilian English teacher. Semra is here for a bit uh and then needs to leave for class. Brent from American English uh is here as well. Um and Brent's first comment is daylight savings can really take its toll that first week. Yes, it's really hard to get up every day for about a week and a half after daylight savings time. Uh, I just wanna scroll back and say hi to Lolly Lolly is here as well. I know that we had a new member who joined uh just a few minutes ago. So, welcome to Mode Ags as well. Uh Key Park, I think I've mentioned Corey J is here. Uh so many familiar faces. Hopefully, I didn't miss anyone and hi to Dave and Todd as well here to moderate. Remember, keep the chat in English. If you have a question, please use the link that will be shared. Um I do wanna say hi to Evgeny, Tier Agnes, Vladimir is here as well. I see in the chat. Hello to all of my members and hello to everyone else as well. Uh this is not an exclusive lesson. You don't need to be a member to be here uh but welcome. Um last thing before I get started, I have a day off today. So, um I think the lesson will be about one hour long but I hope to be a little more relaxed and less in a rush. Maybe that's making me talk too long and maybe you guys are eager for me to get the lesson started. So, let's get the lesson started. Um so, what is the environment? As I said before, the environment is the natural world around us. We have other words for the environment. We might call it the outdoors. We might call it the great outdoors but generally, the environment refers to plants, animals, rivers, lakes, streams, weather, everything that happens that's not part of the man-made world. So, the term man-made refers to buildings and cars and all of the things that humans have created. The environment is the natural world. It is beautiful. 
and I think it's important that as we live on this planet together that we do everything we can to take care of it. Someone who really, really likes the environment is called an environmentalist. Do you want me to say that English word again? Environmentalist. We hardly say the N by the way. So, if I say the environment, you can hear me say the N, the N that comes right before the M, the environment but it's kind of very soft, environmentalist, environmentalist. So, environmentalist is not an official term. It's just someone who likes the environment and has a lot of time to try and do things to take care of the environment. So, an environmentalist is someone who thinks the natural world should be protected and does everything they can to do that. So, they are an environmentalist. The official term for someone who studies the environment would be an environmental scientist. Okay? So, environmental science is the the formal study of the environment by environmental scientists. I'm getting tired of saying the word environmental. It's a hard word to say even for English speakers. We have a a funnier term. This used to be somewhat of a negative term but I think it has more of a positive connotation now. We sometimes call people tree huggers. You can see that this man is hugging a tree. Sometimes people who like the environment can be referred to in a joking or fun way as tree huggers. It's not totally polite. Let me put it this way. I could say I'm an environmentalist. I'm a tree hugger. I could proudly say that but you might not want to call me a tree hugger because it might I might find it a little bit offensive. So, it's a it's an interesting term. It's kind of a fun term uh for someone who likes the environment. Um I'm gonna talk about things that are in the category of being bad for the environment. So, there's two ways to talk about the environment. You can talk about things that are bad for the environment and things that are good for the environment. This sounds like a really simple phrase to refer to things that are bad for the environment but it's literally how we talk about things. We'll say, oh, that's bad for the environment. You shouldn't um drive that really old car because that's bad for the environment. So, that is the phrase we use when we talk about things that uh, that are bad for the environment. Um definitely barrels of waste that spill on the ground, that's definitely bad for the environment. So, the first thing that is bad for the environment is pollution. Pollution is when we put things into the air or we put things into the environment that don't belong there. And it's when we put things into the environment in great quantity. So, the smoke that comes out of smokestacks at a factory can be pollution. Um you can have pollution coming out of the exhaust of your car. Even something like throwing uh garbage into the ditch or onto the side of the road is considered pollution. Littering is also pollution. Um this is the verb. The verb is to pollute. So, pollution is the noun. There is a lot of pollution in some cities. People tend to pollute and factories pollute when they put things into the environment. Um and definitely uh anything we do um that has a negative impact on the environment is considered pollution or anything we put into the environment that has a negative uh, effect. Emissions are definitely bad for the environment. For some reason when we talk about cars and trucks, the exhaust that comes out is referred to emissions, okay? 
currently in North America and many other countries in the world. We're trying to reduce our emissions. They're trying to create cars that have less harmful emissions that come out of the exhaust pipe. Um so basically when you have a gas engine or a diesel engine, it creates it creates pollution, okay? So, the less emissions that come out, the more we can reduce the emissions, the less it will pollute the environment. Um another thing that has a harmful effect or something that is bad for the environment is deforestation. So, um when you have a forest and when you cut the trees down for lumber or for firewood, uh eventually it looks like this and we call it deforestation. Um in Canada, we have a lot of deforestation but I'll talk a little bit later about how we try to make sure we replace trees as we cut them down. But Canada is definitely a country that is guilty of cutting down many, many trees. There are a lot of other countries in the world that do this. Canada has a lot of trees and so we do cut down a lot of trees in order to make lumber. That's the wood that you use to build houses. Um and we do cut down a lot of trees still sometimes for firewood. Some people do use wood as firewood as well. Um so definitely deforestation uh is one of the things that is bad for the environment. We have global warming which we could also refer to as climate change. So, scientists have been making note of the fact that the average temperature around the globe, the average temperature on earth seems to be rising in the last 20 or 30 years. It's gotten a lot worse and global warming has a lot of um bad effects on the planet. It changes weather patterns. It causes um things like uh icebergs to melt. So, global warming uh is a problem that needs to be dealt with. Um and climate change is probably a newer term for it because not only is the planet getting warmer but there's other things that are happening to the weather and to the climate. Um there are more heavy rainstorms. There are more uh extreme weather events. I'll talk a bit more about that later. But we do use the term global warming and the term climate change almost interchangeably when we're talking about how the environment is changing, okay? So, you'll notice like people will go to a summit and the summit will be about climate change. So, that will be a term you'll see in the news from time to time. Okay, one of the reasons why uh there is pollution is because we burn fossil fuels. So, fossil fuels are fuels that are created deep in the earth. Oil is probably the best example of a fossil fuel. We drill for oil. We take oil out of the ground. We refine oil into things like gas or diesel. If you're learning British English, it would be petrol. Um but fossil fuels when you burn them create heat and they create emissions. And so, fossil fuels um once turned into gas or diesel fuel, uh we burn them in our cars and trucks in order to drive around. And in doing so, we create pollution which has an effect on the environment. It's probably one of the biggest things that human beings do in terms of uh affecting the environment. Okay, I'm gonna pause and go into question mode for a moment. Let me find the first question. Um 
let's see here. I was gonna say hi to a few people. I saw Natalia Belgrade was here. I saw Natalia Illusion was here. Uh, Estri Ant is here as well. Um, but let me get to the first question and we will move along. Uh, let's see. First question is from Yo-Yo from Taiwan. Hi, teacher Bob. I have a question but where is the best and worst environment in Canada? Why? Wish you have a nice day or I wish you a nice day. Big thank you. So, the environment can also simply refer to the weather as well, right? So, the harshest environment in Canada would be really far north. Um if you go really far north in Canada, you get to places where it's winter almost all year round. You get to places where the sun only shines for six months of the year. So, northern Canada has some of the harshest environments in Canada. The nicest environment in Canada would probably be on uh like in Vancouver or in the southern part of the province of British Columbia on the Pacific Ocean. There is warm water currents that come and make that just a very pleasant place to live. It's probably the warmest place to live in Canada. Although they still get a little bit of snow in the winter from time to time. Um let me see here. Oh, yes. I do want to mention to everyone who is here. Um we are an hour earlier because in Canada, it's we observe daylight savings time. So, time changed here. For me, I'm doing the lesson at the same time. This English lesson is it's seven. They're 43 but for some of you that don't change your clocks in the spring and fall, the lesson is early. So, sorry about that. Hopefully, uh you are able to make it sometime during the next hour. Let's get to the next question. Let's see here. Good morning, sir. This is Isam from Israel. Are there are there pollutants in Canada? Yes, definitely. Canada is a very beautiful country with very clear blue skies but we still have a lot of pollutants. <laughs> pollutants are another way to refer to pollution, okay? Pollutants are the actual things you're putting into the air or the environment. And tell your mother a happy Mother's Day from Isam and I wish for your mother every good thing. Well, thanks Isam. I will let her know that. Um Mother's Day uh I think is a little ways away for us though. I'm not sure. I gotta check a calendar about that one. Uh next question is from Natalia. Why is it so dangerous to get used batteries and energy saving bulbs into the environment? I hope we all take care of the environment. Well, my understanding, Natalia, is that used batteries have a lot of, I was gonna say heavy metals but I'm not exactly sure of the contents but batteries have things like lithium or nickel or lead depending on the type of battery and all of those metals are bad for the environment in some way. Um here in Canada, If you have used batteries, they actually give you money for used car batteries. Um smaller batteries, you don't but you can take used car batteries to a certain place and you get $20 for a used car battery. It's always fun. Um let's see here. Um let's see energy symbol. I hope we all take care. Yes, I agree. I hope we all take care of the environment. Um I do wanna pause and say hi to the 349 people watching. I'm Bob the Canadian. I do little English lessons here on YouTube and if you like what I'm doing, you should click the subscribe button. <laughs> uh next question from SL Lenka. Hi, Bob. What sort of activity related to the environment degradation? Please give some examples. Is it similar to environmental pollution? Thank you. Yeah. So, SL Lenka, I'm going to go through probably about three or four more things just in a bit about things that are bad for the environment. So, just hold tight. We'll get to that in 
uh, moment. Guhan from Malaysia. Is there anything special in Canada that makes the environment clean? Yes. There is one thing in Canada that makes our environment maybe cleaner than some other countries and it it's quite simple actually. There aren't very many people in Canada compared to other countries in the world. People mess up the environment. People are bad for the environment. Canada has a lot of space for very few people. So, if you compare it to other countries, um we have a lot of land mass but we have very few people relatively living. I mean, there's almost 40 million people in Canada. I think there's 37 or 38 million. So, that's what makes Canada special. We just have less people polluting. Um but we do have stricter and stricter laws every year about pollution. The government is constantly trying to create laws to protect the environment. So, that that's common to many countries. Canada in particular is doing a lot to do that. You might have heard of like the uh the Paris Climate Accord um and those kinds of things or the Paris Climate Agreement where countries have agreed they met in Paris and they've agreed to do things to take care of the planet. Let's see here. So, Mortiza, former Mortetsi, Thank you, sir. Can you please tell us what is the mother nature? Hey, I don't have mother nature as a slide but that's a great thing to bring up during this lesson. We often refer to the planet and the environment and the natural world as mother nature, okay? So, mother nature, if someone says, oh, mother nature is angry today. If you're having a bad storm, you could say, oh, mother nature is angry today. So, it's kind of just a fun way to refer to the planet. Uh we call the planet mother nature. Um, sometimes in Canada, we we call winter Father Winter. That's not as common but I have heard that said before as well. Let's see here. Ty says, hi, Bob. Thanks for the lesson. I have a question. Is it beautiful at your place? I live in the city. Not really beautiful. Kind of noisy. It's beautiful where I live. Yes, but it's getting more and more crowded out in the country. More and more people are moving to the country. So, my road is getting a little busier and those kinds of things but that's okay. People need a place to live. So, um let's see here. Rod, the Brazilian English teacher says, dear Mr. Bob, as a tropical country, the environment in here is mostly green year long. How do you like to enjoy it in Canada? Thank you. Happy Friday. You know, that is one thing about Canada that's a little bit strange is in the middle of winter, it's not green. It is very white outside. I do like having evergreen trees. So, evergreen trees are trees like pine and spruce and fir because they stay green year round. Um but one thing that I do like about a a country like Canada that has four distinct seasons is that we get to see things turn green in the spring. The birds come back, things start to grow and things start to turn green and it's it's very cool. Although many Canadians uh like to go south in the winter to places like Florida or South Carolina or Alabama. Uh they go to the United States to enjoy warmer weather during the winter months. Uh let's see here. Um Dr. Dr. Tukey says, greetings, Bob. Have you ever seen a wolverine? I've heard that they are quite aggressive and they might be dangerous. Thanks. So, in my surroundings, where I live, there are no wolverines. Um wolverines are I think a little further north. Um we do not have wolverines around here. 
But I do like the X-Men named Wolverine. If you ever watch those movies, he's pretty cool. It's one of my favorite superheroes actually, I think. Let's see. Ruslan and then maybe one or two more questions and we'll get back to the lesson on the environment. Ruslan says, hello, dear teacher Bob. How are you today, sir? I'm good, Ruslan. I hope you are good as well. Are there many petrochemical factories around your city? I live in one which has many and they pollute the air so much. So, no. But far on the other side of the province of Ontario is a place called Sarnia, Ontario and Sarnia, Ontario has a lot of chemical and petrochemical factories. When my grandparents first moved to Canada, they lived there for a couple of years and my uncle or my grandfather actually worked uh, at a chemical factory and there was quite a bit of pollution back then but these days, there's a little bit less but it it They're starting to get things under control, I think. Uh, Let's see here. Alexi says, in Vancouver, I saw people returning plastic bottles for money. Is this practice common in Canada? Are there any new plastic pollution solutions to the problem? So, depending on the province, Alexi, you can sometimes return certain bottles for money. In Ontario, Canada, you can return glass bottles for money, beer bottles, wine bottles, Uh, alcohol like liquor bottles we would call them. You can return those for money. Um we can't return plastic bottles in Ontario. So, we just recycle them. We put them in the recycling bin and they get picked up. In some provinces, they have different types of uh what we would call a buyback program or um a return uh, fee. I think in Michigan, you can return your pop and soda cans still for money. Maybe Brent knows about that. Brent's not here right now but I'd be curious to hear what you can do in Maine. Let's see here. Next question is similar. Potato says, hi, dear Bob. Does Canada have special machines near stores for recycling bottles? Like in Germany where you can put bottles and get a ticket with some money. Take care. We don't have that in Ontario but I think it's starting to happen in other provinces. What we do have is there's special places where you can drop off your plastic uh there's also places where you can bring your batteries. So, if your batteries from your phone and from other devices are used up or dead, you can bring them in. You don't get money for them though. That'd be a good idea though, wouldn't it? If you got money for those types of things. Hey, let's get back to the lesson. Uh so, greenhouse gases are gases that we release into the atmosphere that are bad for the environment. Greenhouse gases, I don't know all of them but it's carbon dioxide is one of the gases. I think methane and nitrous oxide, maybe even ozone. I think carbon dioxide is the biggest uh, greenhouse gas and what greenhouse gases do is they let the sunlight through but they reflect heat or infrared heat back to the earth, I think. I'm not a scientist so don't quote me on this. But the greenhouse gases form a blanket in the in the sky around the earth that helps keep the earth warm. The problem is as we put more greenhouse gases into the atmosphere, we're starting to keep the planet too warm. The blanket's getting a little bit too big because of our pollution. So, again, some pretty big words in there. Greenhouse gases come from cars and factories um, and they are gases like carbon dioxide, Uh, and methane. Those are the two biggest, I think. I'm having trouble remembering my science class from when I was a kid. The ozone layer 
uh, is a little bit different. It's a layer of what's called ozone and it actually stops certain ultraviolet light from getting to the planet. So, it's a little bit different uh, than the greenhouse gases um, but those two things together make up our atmosphere. The atmosphere is all the air around the earth and in order for humans to survive on this planet, the atmosphere needs to stay relatively the same. A certain amount of nitrogen and oxygen and carbon dioxide uh, and if we mess it up through pollution, it could have dangerous effects on all of us. Hazardous waste. So, we have toxic waste. We have hazardous waste. We have industrial waste. This is any kind of waste that's produced by a factory or in manufacturing, okay? Um so, that's a big difference. Uh let's see. American English with this guy. In Maine, most bottles and cans can be redeemed for five cents. Very cool. Milk jugs cannot be returned for any money. Uh, that's why we put it in bags here in Canada for so we can recycle the bag. <laughs> um anyways, let me get back. There are many kinds of waste produced by factories. So, again, hazardous waste, industrial waste, um toxic waste. We even have nuclear waste from nuclear power plants. And all of this needs to be disposed of properly. If you just dump hazardous waste into a river or lake or stream or just on the ground, it's bad for the environment. So, that's one of the things that most countries are trying to get under control to reduce the amount of hazardous waste and other types of waste that goes into the environment. We also have household waste. Let me zoom in so you can see all this garbage. Household waste is anything generated by people in their homes, okay? In our house because I have um yes, I'm married and uh Jen and I have five children. Only four are at home right now. One's at university but we generate quite a bit of household waste. Um we try not to. We try to uh produce as little household waste as possible. But household waste is also bad for the environment if it's disposed of improperly. Um it would also just be called garbage or trash but the formal term would be household waste. Here's some effects that humans have on the environment. These are some of the things. I'm just gonna talk a little bit about how pollution and emissions affect the environment around us. One of the things that it does is it creates endangered species or it creates a situation where certain animals and sometimes plants are um in danger of becoming extinct and I'll talk about extinct in a sec. This is the bobolink. It's a type of bird in Ontario, Canada and it is an endangered species. There are not a lot of bobolinks left. We have been destroying its natural habitat. We have been creating cities and farms and we have been destroying where the bobolink, I picked the bobolink because one, it's an endangered species and it also starts with the word bob like bobolink. Anyways, um so, it's not extinct. There are still bobolink birds in Ontario but it's on the endangered species list because it's 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 there's a danger that it might become extinct. This is the eastern elk. The eastern elk is actually extinct in North America. It was some it was a type of animal that was common but because humans came and destroyed the environment where these elk lived, they no longer exist. We probably also hunted them 
um a long time ago and I'm sure that had an enormous effect as well. But when you are when you have an endangered species, it means it's it's in danger of going extinct. It might go extinct. Uh and if an animal or plant is extinct, it just doesn't exist on our planet anymore. It's kind of sad. When I was researching this lesson, I was sad to see how many species were extinct in Canada. Um it was a lot. I think it was in the hundreds, a few hundred uh species, like two or three hundred. Don't quote me on that. Again, I'm not a scientist but we have an enormous effect on the environment and sometimes it has serious effects where animals go extinct. The other thing, climate change and global warming and being destructive uh in the world in terms of the environment does is it creates natural disasters. So, there's more drought. There's more flooding. There's more um there's more uh extreme weather. There's more things happening in the world because we're not taking care of the planet and we would say that those are natural disasters. Um things like tsunamis and hurricanes and cyclones and tornadoes and uh yeah, I mentioned flooding. Um volcanoes less so. I'm not sure we're causing volcanoes but that would be another type of natural disaster. So, extreme weather. Um extreme weather would mean if you normally get you know a storm that's really bad but now you're starting to get storms that are even worse. We would call that extreme weather. If you have high winds of 80 to 90 kilometers an hour and maybe when you have a storm now the winds are 100 to 110 kilometers an hour, um that would be extreme weather. We are definitely experiencing extreme weather here in Canada. We had more summer days over 30 degrees Celsius last year than we have had in in many many decades I think. So, uh extreme heat can also be extreme weather. We have something in English called the carbon footprint. The carbon footprint is a newer term in the last five or ten years at least for me um and it basically is how much effect you personally are having on the environment. So, for me to live for a year requires a certain amount of gas, a certain amount of food, a certain amount of clothing. All of those things create greenhouse gases when they're being manufactured or consumed. So, I'm using a lot of big words here. Your carbon footprint simply refers to how much greenhouse gases you personally have created in order to live. If you fly on a private jet uh every week, you create a lot of greenhouse gas and your carbon footprint is enormous. If you live in a small apartment and you eat really healthy food and you ride a bike everywhere and don't drive a car, your carbon footprint is very very tiny. So, um we definitely want to think about what our carbon footprint is as we go through our daily life. Okay, we're at the point where I'm going to talk about things that are good for the environment but before we do that, um the lesson's gonna get happier now because there are many things that are good for the environment. Um I'm gonna switch to members only chat mode for about 10 minutes and I'll answer a few questions. Let me get into my settings here. Um and I think I clicked the right buttons. We will see in a moment. We are now in members only chat mode. So, first of all, if you are someone with a green name in chat 
and you have a crown beside your name. You are a member. Thank you so much for being a member. Uh, If you are interested in supporting my channel, there is a button below that says join. Uh, If you click that, you can help support me uh, in the work I do teaching English here on YouTube. There are many benefits to being a member. Probably the coolest one for me is that a few months ago, I just stopped putting ads in the middle of my videos. So, all of my English lessons, when you start watching a video, there might be an ad or two but there are no ads during the videos at all. There's usually an ad at the end and that's thanks to the members. Members have helped me to say, you know what? It's more important that people learning English can watch their video with no ads um, than it is for me to make a little bit of ad money in the middle. So, thanks members for that Um, and you also get uh, a free extra lesson on Wednesdays if you're a member. That's the other cool part, I think. It's cool. Anyways, let me look at the chat. Samuel Chen. Hi, teacher Bob. I am working on a wind energy project currently. Currently, Protecting the environment needs everyone's effort. Great topic. Thanks, Samuel uh, for the comment but also for your work. That's very awesome. I hope you have a good day working on that. Key Park. It was heavy. It was a heavy sandstorm here a few days ago. The sky was yellow. The sun looked blue and it smelled sandy everywhere even indoors. That was very, very terrible. My mother nature was angry. Yes, for sure. Key Park, that's one thing I have never experienced in life. I've seen my fair share of uh, rainstorms and blizzards in the winter but I've never seen a sandstorm. Uh, I'd be curious to see what it looks like. Julia Olise, dear teacher, I wonder if people in Canada should use special trash bags for garbage or if it's allowed to use any. We don't. We still have garbage and we still put our garbage in dumps but I will talk a little bit more about recycling in a bit because we are recycling more and more every year in Canada. Uh Lolly Lolly. In French, you can say mother nature asks when you have to go to the toilet. Is it the same in Canada? No, we say uh we usually say nature's calling. So, you might say ah oh, nature's calling and that means you have to go pee. So, we don't say mother nature but we definitely say nature's calling. One sec. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Uh Sam the Taiwanese. Hello, teacher Bob. Do you believe that people could speak flawless English without any experience of being living of living in an English speaking environment? I think yes because the internet allows you to have conversations now that you couldn't do you know 10 or 20 years ago. I think living in an English speaking country is the best way to really polish off your English but if you talk to someone on the internet in English for an hour a day, four or five days a week, you would get really good at speaking English and I would talk to five different people every day. Madi, hi, Bob. Do you sell the wood in your country as as it happens here? Some people cutting trees and sell it but recently the government stopped that to protect the trees. So, cutting trees in Canada on private property is not regulated as far as I know but cutting wood on government land is highly regulated. Actually, I shouldn't say that. Like, I think the government has regulated a lot of the cutting of wood in Canada, okay? I'll have to check on that, Madi but um definitely there are replant laws. There are um I know my dad, when I was younger, we owned 30 acres of forest and then the Ministry of Natural Resources came in and marked what trees they were allowed to take for lumber. So, I think there are some regulations. I think it's fairly well protected. It's one of Canada's um biggest natural resources. So, I think the government is highly involved in preserving it. Natalia Belgrade. Thank you, Bob. 
for the useful lesson. No problem. Mode Ag says Lolly Lolly Yacht similar to nature's call. Yes, for sure. And welcome Mode Ags to uh being a member. Corey J, there is a very curious thing in my country. That's environmental considerations are very fashionable at the time of elections. Yeah, we have the same thing. The environment is usually very popular at election time and then maybe not so popular after the government is in power. They kind of forget their promises. Ev Jenny, hello dear teacher. Is there some nature preserve near your home? Is it possible to walk there or is it wilderness literally? So, there are two kinds of nature preserves in Ontario. There are many near my home and generally, let's say a nature preserve is you know, let's say it's 100 hectares. Usually, 10 hectares will have trails and hiking areas for people and then the rest of it will be completely wilderness and protected or some variation of that. So, you a lot of times, there will be a campground um in part of a park and then the rest will be off limits we would say. Uh hello Artem. Welcome to uh being a member of Bob the Canadian's English channel. Uh it's great to have you here. Thank you so much for for joining. Uh let's see here. Mode eggs. I think it's a funny and polite way at the same time. Yes. Let's see. In Russia, we also say so. Yes. The call of nature's calling for sure. Lolly says, merci Bob the Canadian. Great. Brent, plastic shopping bags will no longer be used in my state in 2022. Yes, we are almost done with them as well. In fact, um like we use plastic bags when we sell flowers but we use compostable plastic bags. So, the bags that we when you buy a bouquet of flowers, we put it in a plastic bag but it's actually compostable plastic. It's made out of all natural products and if you uh put it in the compost bin, it just decays. So, I'll explain more about that later. Uh Jenny, one more question. Teacher, um do you make a garbage bag sorting in Canada? Is it necessary to do so? We definitely don't do this thing in Russia. Oh, yes. You we, everyone in Canada tries as best as they can to recycle. Not everyone does a good job but uh we definitely recycle and we sort our garbage. Yes. Natalia Belgrade, Bob, what do you think? Has winter become more softer now than you were a kid? Yes. I I can say this. Spring comes earlier but we still do get pretty good winters but summer has become warmer. So, mode eggs, bobolink. So, anyone whose name starts with Bob is cute. I should consider changing my name. Yes, possibly. You would be uh Bobo Mode. Maybe that would be your name. Corey J. Talking about renewable energies, wave energy should be more exploited. In my region, there are plenty of wind turbines. In my opinion, it's kind of visual pollution in the stunning sceneries. That's one of the problems with wind turbines. You'll notice in my videos, there's wind turbines all around me and I like them because it's clean energy but I don't like them visually. Especially, there's really big um wind turbines all along the road when I drive to work and it used to be this pristine uh place to go. Let's see here. Um lolly lolly, welcome Artem. Yes, welcome Artem to membership. Julia says, I wish we don't use plastic here too, Brent. It's a very good idea because almost every item you buy is covered in plastic. Yes, there's a lot of plastic still. And thanks for the super sticker, Brent, for the 100. Um let me check my time here. Where are we? Yes, I think I'm going to switch back to I'm gonna turn off members only chat. A little shorter than normal but uh let's do that for a second. 
And let me take one more question from the chat. Ev Jenny, I think we answered this already but hello, dear teacher. Is there some nature preserve near your home? Yeah, that's so I did answer this but I'll talk a little bit more about it. One of the nice things about Canada is there are a lot of nature preserves or we also call them conservation areas where you can go and enjoy nature. Um and it's quite nice. Yes. Um Madi says, do you use paper bags instead of plastic in the supermarket? Uh we have our own bags, Madi. So, we have grocery bags that are reusable. So, when I go to the grocery store, I take my bags with me and then I just use the same bags over and over again. Samra is heading out to class. See you, Samra. Uh Evgeny says, thanks for the nice response. Stay safe. Stay, stay safe. No problem. Uh let's see here. And mode ag says pristine. I love this word. When something is pristine, it's like perfect and not um something humans have messed up. So, you have pristine wilderness. That means no humans have been there to mess it up yet. Uh let me do one more question. Muad says, what is a green ecosystem? We use the word green to refer to anything that is good for the environment and this might be a good time, Muad, to jump back into the lesson. When we talk about things that are good for the environment, we say that they are earth friendly or they're environmentally friendly. We do certain things because they're good for the environment. As much as we just talked about many things that are bad for the environment, there are more and more things every year that humans are doing that are good for the environment. One of those is composting. So, we do not put our food scraps in the garbage. We have a separate pail and we call it our compost pail and that's where you put things like the tops of your carrots. Um when you get your vegetables ready and if there's some leaves that are brown that you can't eat, you throw it in the compost. Um you can in some places also throw in your um like moldy cheese or milk that's gone sour. We actually have our compost picked up by a truck. On garbage day, a truck comes once a week and it picks up our garbage, our compost and our paper recycling, our metal recycling and our plastic recycling and our paper recycling. It's all separated but I'll tell you a little secret because I live on a farm. All of our kitchen scraps from fruits and vegetables, we give to our chickens. Our chickens like to eat them. So, we compost everything else. Um but we don't compost that. So, in Canada, in Ontario, we have a composting system. All of your um kitchen scraps go to a central location and they are put in a big pile and then they just decay and decompose and when it's all done, you have really good fertilizer. We also use more and more things that are biodegradable. Let me say that one more time. When something is biodegradable, it means that it's made of all natural substances And if you throw it on the ground, over time, it will just decay and disappear. I've used the word decay a lot. Decay is when something goes from being brand new and it slowly disappears. Bacteria and insects and different things eat it um, and then eventually, it's just gone. So, we have things now that are biodegradable. These uh this spoon, fork and knife are made out of wood. Um bamboo, some of our biodegradable stuff is made out of bamboo but Let me say that word one more time. Biodegradable simply means that it will decay when left in the environment and it's made of all natural materials. In Canada and in many other places in the world, we have recycling programs. Recycling is when you 
um, take something that humans have made and then you use it again to make new things. In Canada, we recycle our metal. We recycle our paper. We recycle our plastic um and we're not very good at it though, okay? We're getting better um but we still have a lot to do to get uh to a we're not perfect. Um in fact, we sometimes send our recycling to other countries to have them recycle it but I think we're trying to become more um self-sustained when it comes to recycling. So, uh metal, paper, plastic. In fact, if you watch my videos, you'll notice I have an old vehicle in the middle of my yard. I actually had it taken away to get recycled uh last week. So, it was no longer drivable but they will recycle the vehicle. They will take off the tires. They will take all the metal. They will they will basically take the car apart and recycle all of the reusable things in it. But recycling, I think um around the world, we could all continue working on getting better at it including my country. We need to get a little bit better at it. Um at school, some students still throw their recyclable stuff in the garbage. It bothers me. Um we often say this. Um one of the best things to do for the environment is the three R's to reduce, reuse and recycle. So, when you reduce, you just use less of something. So, um if I wanted to be um helpful for the environment, I could just reduce the amount of gas that I use, okay? I could just drive less and I would be reducing the amount of gas. Um another thing I could do is I could um keep my house cooler in the winter and warmer in the summer so that I use less electricity. Um reuse simply means if you have something um that can be fixed, fix it instead of buying a new one and reuse that item. Um I reuse my shopping bags. So, I have bags that I reuse all the time and then recycle we just talked about. When you recycle, it means you take the plastic and you melt it and you make new plastic or you take the metal and you uh melt the metal down and you create new metal. So, reduce, reuse, recycle. You'll see this the three arrows on many, many things um if you recycle and it looks like this. So, the recycling symbol um all of our products in Canada have a recycling symbol on it. Almost everything. I should have brought something with me. I don't have anything with me but almost all of our plastic products have a symbol on it saying that it is recyclable and that's the recycling symbol. Let's see here. Clean energy and green energy. So, clean energy and green energy are the same thing. They are any form of energy that's created naturally. So, electricity from wind turbines is clean energy. Um electricity from solar panels is clean energy or green energy. So, it's kind of the opposite of fossil fuels, okay? So, um clean energy and green energy are things definitely like they built a lot of wind turbines around me to generate clean energy or green energy. So, notice I'm using energy and electricity interchangeably. We sometimes do that, okay? We'll say energy. Oh, it's to generate energy. We mean electricity most times. Um there's also renewable energy which is the same. So, anything like wind or sometimes we build a dam so that we can generate uh hydroelectric power um and then solar as well. So, all of those are renewable because 
they're sources of energy that just keep generating energy. You don't have to put fuel in in order to get energy from them. Um one thing people do to be in that that is good for the environment is they carpool. Um when you carpool instead of me driving to work by myself, if there was another teacher along the way, we would drive together. Unfortunately, no other teachers live near me but at my work, there are a number of teachers who carpool. They come to work in the same car. So, they take turns driving to work so that they don't drive two vehicles to work every day which would be kind of silly. If you lived in the same place, if you live close to each other and you're going to the same job, often you will carpool. We in Canada have what are called carpool lanes on the highways especially around Toronto. A carpool lane is basically a lane where if there is more than one person in the car, you can drive in the lane where there's no traffic. There's a huge advantage to driving in the carpool lane. Uh we also call it the HOV lane. If you're in Canada and you're wondering what HOV means, it's high occupancy vehicle I think. But the carpool lane is basically if you look here, all of the cars stuck in traffic have one driver. And then that one car in the far lane probably has two or three people in the car and they're allowed to go in the carpool lane. That really encourages people to carpool especially if there's really bad traffic like around the city of Toronto. Um we have many things that are energy efficient, okay? So, every year I get more windows in my house replaced because the windows I have are not energy efficient but I have energy efficient windows installed. So, we didn't have any done last year but two years ago, I had five windows replaced. A person came and retook the windows out and put energy efficient windows in. It's very important in countries where you heat your houses in the winter to have energy efficient windows because in the long run, it saves you money. So, over time, it saves you money. So, we have many things that are energy efficient. The last refrigerator I bought is very energy efficient. It uses less electricity than my old refrigerator um but I bought it because my old refrigerator died. I didn't buy it just because I wanted a new one um because sometimes you have to weigh all of your choices. Um there's also energy conservation, okay? So, this is um someone adjusting their thermostat. One way to conserve energy is to just use less of it. You can conserve energy by keeping your house colder in the winter and a little bit warmer in the summer. So, use a little less heating fuel and use a little less air conditioning during those times of the year. Um but energy conservation, um you can also buy a car that uses less gas. That's another way to conserve fuel and conserve energy. Conservation though has another word and we talked a little bit about it earlier. We have conservation areas. You could also call them parks. Um a conservation area is an area where the government has decided that no one can build houses there. No one can live there. No one can usually even walk there. Sometimes there's a trail you can walk along but you're not allowed to go off the trail. No factories can be there. A conservation area is natural area is a natural area uh that the government decides um needs to be protected, okay? So, it's called a conservation area. So, there's more 
the word conservation is used a lot. Okay. You can conserve energy. You can conserve an area, etc., etc. Um and then let me see where I am on my list here. Oh, yeah. We're moving right along. So, we have natural resources. So, natural resources are things like trees, things like oil, things that you just find in the environment that you can use to make things. So, metals and wood and all of even uranium is a natural resource. There are things that aren't made by humans. There are things that we take out of the environment and one of the things with natural resources is we have to be careful that we don't destroy the environment when we're removing the natural resources. So, with wood for instance, we want it to be sustainable. So, this is another word we often use when talking about the environment. When something is sustainable, it means that you're not destroying it. You're doing it in a way where it keeps going. Let me give you a good example. We try to harvest wood in Canada. Not sure what's happening to my voice. It just cracked there. (laughs) We harvest wood in Canada in a sustainable way. What that means is that when we cut a tree down, we plant a new tree. When something is sustainable, it means it can keep going forever. So, if we harvest 10,000 trees, they probably plant 20 or 30,000 trees knowing that about 10,000 of them will actually survive and grow and then in 25 or 50 years, they will be able to harvest them again. So, many of the natural resources that are living that we harvest, we try to do in a sustainable way. Um there have been many things, <laughs> there there are bans on certain things. So, sometimes in order to protect the environment, in order to do something that's good for the environment, the government will ban something, okay? Some things that are banned in Canada are, you know, the when you spray things out of a can, the chemical or the gas they used to put in there was bad for the environment. So, they've changed what they put in it. So, there's a ban now on the older type. So, if you have hairspray or if you have spray paint, um what they use to push that out of the can is different now because the old one is banned. We have the same thing with um air conditioning. Um the gas that's in air conditioners has changed because the older gas wasn't good for the environment. And then we have Earth Day. So, uh April 22nd is something called Earth Day. Um it's definitely not a day off work. It's not a holiday <laughs> for me but on April 22nd, um many countries in the world will celebrate Earth Day. It's a day when we think about our planet and we think about all of the things that we can do to take care of the planet. All of the things we can do uh to keep things growing and to keep animals happy out in the environment and to reduce pollution uh and to just make it a better world for everybody to live in. So, I hope you have a good Earth Day. It's about a month away but uh I don't do anything super special on Earth Day but I will tell you this. Jen and I on our property have probably planted over a hundred trees in our life. We might plant a few more this year. Um I just like trees and the more the better. Hey, that's the lesson. Let me jump over to the questions. Let me see how many I have. Got a few to go. Let's see. Let's see. Next one's from Ario. Um let me get the questions on the screen. Ario says, hola, Mr. Bob. On my environment, everything is ordinary. Nothing special. I'm inside a lot uh sitting in my wheelchair. You know, Ario, I think there are more and more 
parks and conservation areas that are being designed to help people who are in wheelchairs and other um situations to be able to experience the natural environment. So, I hope that's happening in your country too. Um I know in Canada, we are making a huge effort to make sure that everything is accessible. It's going to take time but we are really uh, focused on doing that for people just like you. Um next question from Sandhya. What is the climate in Canada these days? It depends where you live. The further north you go, the colder it gets. Right now for me, um we are in late winter, early spring. Spring starts in a few weeks. Um things are starting to get a little warmer and a little greener. Let's see here. Next question from Dimitri. Hello, amusing and informative, Mr. Bob. Thanks, Dimitri. What's your opinion about power stations? Which one is more safe for the environment? Have a good day. So, I don't know personally what I think but I know that coal is bad for the environment. Uh I know that natural gas power power plants are less bad for the environment. Um I certainly know that uh nuclear when done safely is very clean but it's hard to make safe nuclear power. They're getting better at it all the time. Um and I know wind and solar are very good for the environment but they don't generate electricity 24 hours a day. So, there's a little problem there, right? Like solar panels are awesome but they only make electricity during the day and we need it all day and night. So, tough one. Hopefully, we find a way to generate clean energy 24 hours a day safely in the future. Uh let's see here. Liza says, hello, dear Bob. Just got home from school. Is it true that leaving on the ground, for example, a rotten apple or a banana peel, it will fertilize the soil? Thank you. Yes, eventually, you're probably better off composting it and then after it has rotted and decayed, it turns into a brown substance called compost and that's really good for the soil. Throwing it on the ground will kind of do the same thing but it's kind of like litter at the same time. So, you're better off having a small composting area and composting it. Hey, Marwanto, welcome to the channel. Thank you so much for becoming a member. I hope you enjoy it. You get to have a green name and a crown and you can uh, participate in the live chat. So, that's very cool. Uh next question from Fyodor. 10 years, Russia. There we go. During your life in Canada, did temperatures rise or fall in the place where you live? Do you think it's global warming or global coldening in the place where you live? Definitely global warming. So, as a farmer, one of the things Jen and I have noticed is that spring over the last 20 years is getting earlier and earlier by a few days. It's spring is coming earlier. We can tell in the plants. We can tell by when the last frost comes. So, frost is the last hard freeze in the spring. Uh the planet is definitely uh definitely getting warmer from my perspective. I'm not a scientist though but I would say as a farmer, we are noticing. Uh Volodymyr, if you call petrol gas, what do you call gas that goes into the stove? We call it natural gas. So, in Canada, you put gas in your car but in your house, your stove might use natural gas or your furnace to heat your house might use natural gas. Um we do call both of them gas but generally, we say natural gas. We also use a gas called propane in our stoves and in our furnaces but that's just a slightly different form of natural gas. Um Kim says, hi, Bob. What kind of renewable energy is most commonly used to generate electricity in Canada? As in Malaysia, we mainly use hydroelectric and solar. We do generate 
in my area a lot of hydroelectric power because I'm close to Niagara Falls. Probably second to hydroelectric. If you consider nuclear power as renewable energy, we have we do have nuclear power plants in Ontario, Canada. I think we have three of them. Um definitely two for sure. We have Darlington and we have another one up by Lake Huron. There's definitely two. There might be three. So, if you consider nuclear power renewable, that's probably the biggest source of electricity in Canada. In the province of Quebec, they generate a lot of hydroelectric power. Uh let's see here. Eugene says, good morning, Bob. Is the rainforest of South America's butterfly effect related to our environmental change? Thank you. So, what Eugene is referring to is there are enormous rainforests in South America and those rainforests play an enormous role in purifying the air and keeping our our environment healthy around the whole planet um because there's just so many trees and other plants growing in the rainforest. Um I think that we need to protect all the forests of the world. I don't think we can target one country or one continent and say you guys need to keep your trees because it's good for the planet. I think around the world we need to make a huge effort so that the butterfly effect is when you change one thing in one part of the world and then over time it affects everyone. So, um it actually comes from uh, a science fiction story by I think Robert no, Ray Bradbury where someone goes back in time and steps on a butterfly and then when he comes back to the future, the whole world has changed. It's called the butterfly effect. I'm pretty sure that's Ray Bradbury. Let's see here. Next question from Rain. Hello, teacher Bob. I would like you to explain the words courtyard, backyard, front yard and nature. I guess it doesn't have much to do with trees or woods. Thank you. It does a little bit. Um actually, I did a lesson on the yard. If you search for Bob the Canadian yard, Y-A-R-D, you'll find it. But anyways, courtyard is like an area in front of your house maybe covered in stone or patio stones. Um your front yard is your lawn in front of your house. Backyard is the lawn behind your house. Um and then nature is anywhere where humans don't control things. So, if you go to the forest or you go to a park, we would call that nature. Here we go. Yaroslav says, hi, dear teacher Bob. Hope you are doing extremely well. I am. Thank you. My question is, what type of climate does Canada have? I'm gonna fix the question a bit. For instance, we have a temperate climate in Ukraine. Thanks. I would say like if you're looking for the official term, um I don't think we're temperate. Let's see here. Okay, all of southern Canada is classified as temperate. That is, it has four seasons. So, yes, I would say then I stand corrected. (laughs) We have a temperate climate. Again, in Canada, most people live in the southern part of Canada. Right across the country, all of our cities are near the US border except in Alberta. We have a few cities further north and all of that is temperate. If you go north though, you get into um much colder climates even year round. Let's see. Lucas says, Bob, the Americans, Canadians have, do they hate one another because Brazil and Argentina have it? Well, all I'll say about this, Lucas, is when people make generalizations about one country and another country, it's generally not healthy. It's not a good thing. So, I would say this. Many Canadians love Americans. Many Americans love Canadians. Some Canadians don't like Americans and some don't like Canadians. I would imagine that between Brazil and Argentina, if you worked hard 
you would be able to find people in both countries that like people in the other countries and that would be the best place to start to making sure everyone gets along. You always got to find the people who are open-minded and willing to like someone. Let's see here. Um Sal says, hi teacher. Love from Kerala. I have a question. What is the carbon footprint? So, your carbon footprint is how much pollution you create by the things you eat, the cars you drive, the travel you do and the clothing you wear. So, the example I gave was this. If I live in a small apartment and I have two roommates and I ride a bike to work, my carbon footprint is very small. If I live in a gigantic mansion and I fly on a private jet, my carbon footprint is huge. So, you can think about it in terms of the amount of pollution you create in order to live the life you do. Not directly but indirectly. Um let's see. Next question is from Guhan. Are there any cases of polluted rivers or air in Canada? In my country, Malaysia, sometimes this happens because near Indonesia and they usually do some deforestation. So, yes, we still have a lot of work to do. We have some city sewage systems that are polluting the environment. We have some factories that are polluting the environment. We are on track over the next I would say 10 to 50 years to really clean up the amount of pollution that we are doing. Um we need to fix a lot of things in Canada. We're doing a lot of hard work to get it done but we do need to fix quite a few things. Uh let's see here. Petchy says what animal is the symbol of Canada? Generally people think the beaver is the national animal. Um I know I got the national sport wrong once but yes, the beaver. It's on our nickel as well. Uh let me see here. Just a few more questions and we're done people. Um Christian says, I wonder what is a general stance in Canada about nuclear energy? Is it better for our environment but still very dangerous in case of some accident? So, we do use nuclear power in Canada. It is considered safe by the people who are generating it but many Canadians would prefer Some Canadians would prefer that we didn't have nuclear power plants. So, we are a country that uses nuclear power but there is still concern all the time. It's yeah, it's an interesting form of energy generation because it can be dangerous if done wrong. Sasha, what are the problems with recycling in Canada? The problem right now is many people recycle but not everything that we send to the recycling plants is getting recycled because it's quite expensive. So, we actually have places where they have lots of paper ready to recycle but they don't have time to recycle it all. So, we need to increase our capacity for recycling. Naomi just spilled water on my desk. At least it didn't land on my computer. Naomi says, do many people in Canada generate electricity on their own such as solar panels? So, many Canadians in Ontario, out in the country have solar panels um but they don't use the electricity themselves. They sell it back to the government um for a certain rate. So, actually the school I work at has solar panels on the roof and that electricity is sold back to the electric company. So, that's very common in Canada for sure. I'm gonna skip the next one because it's a grammar question. So, Laura says, hello, Bob. Good morning. I hope everything is okay. Is there in Canada a lot of pollution? Thank you, Bob. So, again, in Canada, the skies are very blue. 
often people who come from countries or cities where there's a lot of pollution will just think Canada has beautiful clean blue skies and that there's no pollution. We do have a lot of pollution. We have as much pollution as some other countries um but we don't have as many people. I think that's really the key in Canada. Um we only have about we have maybe 10 big cities in the whole country. So, we are just going to have less pollution than most countries because there's less people but we still have pollution. We still are working on becoming better. Let's see here. Oh, I think that might be the last question. It's a little bit off here. This is from Jin Hyun. Do straws or plastic cups turn into recyclables? I'm afraid for the future of the future. So, in Canada, a lot of straws are now recyclable uh, or people have just stopped using straws um but straws used to be plastic up to a year ago. Straws in Canada were still plastic definitely. So, anyways, thanks thanks for that question. Hey, I do wanna finish by saying hi to the 506 people watching. If you're new here, don't forget to click that red subscribe button. If there were parts of this lesson that you didn't quite understand, this lesson will be available. You can watch it again later and turn on. Hopefully, English subtitles are generated. That hasn't been happening too quickly but in two days, this video will come out in a shorter form. It will say the environment lesson only and it will be about 29, 30 minutes long and I remove all of the viewer questions and it's just a good review. So, if you're watching this lesson, do come back um, in a few days and watch it again. You can turn, that one will have subtitles. Turn them on for the parts that maybe you didn't understand but um, I do wanna say thank you to a few people. Thanks to Todd and Dave for uh, being here a little longer than normal. I don't have to go to work today. So, I went 10 minutes over to get all the questions answered. Thanks to everyone who asked a question. Thanks to Isam and Natalia Illusion and Irina and Harayuki and Vito and Nora and Key Park and Brent from American English and I know Rod, the Brazilian English teacher is here somewhere. Thanks to Belle, Jenerica, Sam, the Taiwanese, Key Park. Um let's see. I'm gonna scroll back. Norma and Madi and Natalia Belgrade. I think I said hi to Natalia Illusion. Thanks for being here as well. Talk Italian with Arone is here. Um let me scroll back a bit more. Hadir is here. Cecilia. I know Julia Olis and Lolly Lolly and Corey J and Ev Jenny were all around earlier. Um and Norma. I think I mentioned Norma. Welcome to Mode Ags again. New member. Um cool to see people joining. Sorry if I didn't mention your name but I am going to wrap this up. What should you do after this is done if you are learning English? Well, a couple of things. If you didn't watch last Tuesday's video, I will put a link to it in one moment. Let me get Nightbot to put that video in the chat. I did a lesson on adjectives and I made a lot of funny faces while I was making that video and people liked it. So, if you didn't watch it, um you can go and see Nightbot just said a fun video to learn English personal adjectives. Click here. That link will take you there. Um if you already watched it, awesome. Uh no problem. Um there will be a live lesson tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join me for that. I will try to answer all of your questions about the English language. Um but for now, I think I'm just gonna say bye and I'm going to enjoy my day off. Um what am I doing today? I don't know. It's a day off. I'm supposed to relax. I'll probably get busy doing something because I don't relax very easily. Anyways, bye everybody. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m.
Hi, Bob the Canadian here. Thank you for listening to this English podcast lesson. If you would like to support me in the work that I do as an online English teacher, please visit patreon.com slash bobthecanadian.